Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm your host, Claire Sieber, global career and leadership coach, facilitator, speaker, and founder of Eating Your Cake 2, a business focused on helping you sell yourself with more confidence and take control of your career and leadership success. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to amplify your influence, accelerate your career growth, create real presence and have a true impact by learning the tools and strategies that you need to show up with more courage, more confidence and more clarity. Are you ready? Let's do it. Meet the incredible Jodi Geddes. Jodi is the co-founder of Circle In and with her partner, Kate Pollard, they are on a mission to build a better world for working parents and carers. Jodi and Circle In believe that having a career and being a parent or a carer are not mutually exclusive. Their aim is to build a better world for working parents and carers by providing the support they need for their everyday juggle. CircleIn empowers companies to go beyond policies and build parent and carer-friendly workplaces. And in the last three years, they've achieved accelerated growth, three investment raises, and customers across five regions. And that is just the start. Most recently, CircleIn have added the 2022 Telstra Business Award for accelerating women to their mantelpiece. I am so thrilled to have Jody on the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast today. Let's dive on in. All right. Well, welcome, Jody Geddes, to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Oh, I think I'm the happier one. I've been looking forward to having this chat. Awesome. I have got so many burning questions for you, and I cannot wait for the listeners to hear not only about your journey, but just the circle in journey as well, because I think you've got such an incredible story and such an incredible message to share. And now I've given a little bit of an intro to you before we've jumped onto the call. But for those who don't know who Jodie Geddes is and who don't know the circle in story, do you want to share with us a little bit about what got you to where you are today? The crazy story of how I got here. Yeah, I'd love to. Firstly, thank you for having me. Look, it it has been a journey. It's been a roller coaster and it still is every day. I think we were talking about that just before. Essentially started the business four and a half years ago. Took the leap from corporate world. So I was 18 years corporate world across, you know, really amazing brands, NAB, Foster's Group, Visa International and led a number of, you know, major sponsorship programs and teams, marketing and dabbled in a bit of HR, which kind of sparked my passion and interest in the diversity space but everything changed when I had my two little girls who are now six and eight and I went off to have my first daughter Molly and experienced those feelings of you know disconnection out of sight out of mind and lack of manager support and I say these things and probably listeners now will be nodding their heads saying yes I experienced that as well and the reality is it still does happen unfortunately you kind of get forgotten about and, you know, something massively changes within you when you have a baby and, you know, you come back to work and you're not the same person and, you know, you lose your confidence and getting back into your team is is hard because you are a different person now and you've got responsibilities outside of work. So, you know, I knew there had to be a better way and I knew that, you know, more, more support was needed and 
thankfully, you know, I had an amazing connection with Kate, my business partner now. We met actually at NAB and we got chatting. Our kids are the same age, so we've been through the experience together and very similar personalities, a lot of fire in our belly and always knew we wanted to do something together. So we got chatting about, you know, our experience and, and you know, how organisations should be doing more. And we came up with the idea of Circle In. So we decided to throw ourselves into it and took the big leap, as I said, four and a half years ago. And we now today support over 70 companies globally. You know, we've been through three investment raises, have a team of 25, just launched into the US. And yeah, it's just beyond my wildest dreams in terms of, you know, how quickly we've been able to grow the brand and something that we're incredibly proud of. I think the story, and I'm, I'm hoping you're going to touch on it a little bit more shortly, but I think the circle in journey and just even the fact that you and Kate, you know, are going through similar experiences at the same time and you've come together and gone, well, this is a problem. What mm-hmm. can we do about it? And look at what you've been able to create. Yeah, I think, you know, people always ask about how the company started. And I always say it started because of the need. And I think, you know, rather than the solution for us, the solution was secondary. So we knew the need was there. We validated it, we spoke to over a thousand parents as well as, you know, our own experience. So for us, it wasn't about, about that aspect. It was then about finding the right solution to address that need. So I think that's something also for your listeners to think about, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about an idea or wanting to do something, start with the need first and solutions should follow second. Yeah. Great advice. And in terms of your your transition into like out of out of the corporate world and into kind of co-founding circle in with Kate what was that experience like for you you know we were talking just before we jumped on the call that people yeah you know there's so much glamorization about the startup journey and building businesses and we see all we really see are the highlight reels but totally <laughs> talk me there's, through what some there's of the, other reels <laughs> yeah we don't see the other side so talk me through you know, what some of the challenges were that you faced when you when you started building the business? Yeah, I mean, every day is a day full of firsts and a day full of challenges. I'm not going to lie. It hasn't changed. You know, we've, we've kept a video diary and we, you know, very grateful that we've been there for each other and been able to kind of capture our journey. It's funny though, I was looking back on a few videos the other day of like the first year and at the time, I was like, oh, this is the hardest period we've ever been through. I don't know how we'll, you know, get through this little bump or whatever it might be. And I look back now, I think, oh, my goodness, I thought that was hard at the time. Like, look at what we're now, you know, facing into. But it's all relative. I mean, you learn. And I think, you know, I was ready to take the leap from corporate world. I think I knew I was ready when I'd lost lost my passion and I knew my values didn't really align anymore. So it was, it was the right time for me. I was really ready to start my own business. I think I was a little bit naive and I didn't really appreciate actually how much work goes into running a business. And I don't think anyone ever will until you're in the position that, you know, you and I are in now. And, you know, sometimes I think I'm a more of a psychologist than a business owner. You know, I'm managing a team and constantly there's always something going on in the team where I'm having to kind of deal with and that takes up so much time. So, yeah, I think, you know, leaving the corporate world was was great, but it was also pretty scary. It's been lots of challenges along the way. And I think, you know, you go from being a specialist in one area to being a master of none. And I'm now sitting, all of a sudden, you know, I don't have an IT support person to pick up the phone and fix my computer. 
I don't have someone to check legal contracts. Well, I do now, like we've obviously managed to find the right people, but you know, you're going from big visionary strategy to every day, like posting out letters and very admin, you know, setting up email file, whatever it is, templates. So you're really going between the detail and kind of the big picture. Um, and I think that was probably the biggest adjustment in saying that we've been able to create a business that's our own and I've just taken all the, the best stuff from corporate and left all the yucky stuff behind, which is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. It's great. It's amazing, isn't it, once you, and it sounds like you've really found your purpose, you've found the thing that you really believe in and you've been able to ultimately create a business and a life around that. And it's amazing when you're able to really you know, it's not saying that there aren't days where we have to do things that we don't want to do, but overall, when you can create a space for yourself that is channeling the strengths that you've got and the things that you believe in, even those hard days don't feel that hard sometimes because you know ultimately what you're doing is driving incredible change in the world. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, if the last two years has taught us anything, it's that more and more people now want to work for purpose-driven organizations because life's too short so I mean I was fortunate that we got this opportunity you know four and a half years ago and that's what drives me people often say how do you keep going and it's you know it's our purpose it's that we're creating a better world for parents and caregivers and that's what gets me out of bed I couldn't do it if I wasn't doing something that had real meaning and purpose so I'm, I'm I feel very fortunate for that and I think you know now we're attracting great talent and they're leaving big companies because they want to work for a company that is driving change and has a strong purpose and I love that I nothing excites me more than when amazing women connect with us on LinkedIn out of the blue and say hey I want to come and leave my big corporate role and I want to come and work for Circle In because of these reasons and we've taken on two of them now that have reached out and done that so I love that. That's awesome. And I think that that in itself is also a great piece of advice to any listeners too around, you know, if there are organisations that you're looking at and you're admiring their journey and you believe in what they stand for, there's no reason why you can't reach out and tell them that. Who knows where that opportunity might lead, right? Oh, I think confidence holds so many women back. And the fear of someone saying, no, don't, don't be fearful. Like, Think of a CEO as they're just a person like you and I. You know, what's the worst that can happen? They reply and say, unfortunately, you know, now's not the right time. So please, like, you're absolutely right. Whether it's, you know, in your role, you need to connect with someone more senior, but you're a bit scared, just make that, make that move. If there's an organisation you want to work with, contact, send a great email. I, I guarantee if it's, if it's crafted in the right way and you hit on the purpose and the why, you will get a response. As I said, you know, we've I've made an offer yesterday to someone who did exactly that. Only last week reached out to us, blew us away. We've interviewed her, love her. So we've offered her a role. So yeah, don't don't let confidence and fear hold you back. That's awesome. And and you're right, even if you do get a no, it's maybe no, not now. Not no, Correct. not ever. Correct. You know, like, different. I think as women, we're so scared of saying no, but also hearing, hearing it back the other yes. way. Like how many times do you accept something or you say yes to something and then you think, oh my God, why did I do that? And then you decline or you reschedule and you end up rescheduling it three times. Like you better actually just to come out and say, unfortunately, like I just don't have time or this doesn't align to my priorities. I love nothing more than if I'm talking to a company and 
they just say it how it is. You know, this this doesn't align with kind of where we're at right now. So it's a no, but let's reconnect in 12 months. Great. Yeah. So I think, you know, no is a big one for me. It's something I'm quite passionate about. Yes. Love that. I actually did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago around how you can say no without the after guilt. So if anyone is listening and they need help with that, circle circle back and watch but, that episode. Perfect. Oh, that's, yeah, you, you, there, there's an art to it. Um, and there's a way you can say no in the right way. So I look forward yeah. to, I'll have a listen, listen to that. <laughs> love it. Now, for anyone, I'd love you to talk a little bit about just what, because I, I am confident that there will be people either listening in who may have, who work for companies that have Circle In and mm-hmm. maybe just don't know about it or work for companies who don't have Circle In but yep. want it. So tell us a little bit about, how Circle In kind of closes the gap between organisations and parents and carers? What is it, if I'm a working parent, how does it help me? Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll start with, you know, why we feel it's important for organisations to embrace a platform like Circle In. And that's because truly one thing we believe in is having a career and being a parent are not mutually exclusive. Yes. That you absolutely need the right support in place. So it's one thing to have a policy but it's the support that then comes in place. And that's support via a platform like ours, which I'll talk about in a sec. But it's also other things like role modelling, the manager's support, all of the other things that go around it. So how many times do you hear of someone, you know, a little bit like my experience? I got amazing paid parental leave at NAB. I went off, but I didn't have any of the support. So when I came back, I didn't feel valued. My confidence took a hit. So all of a sudden, that monetary kind of payout for you know paid parental leave was great at the time but financially but it didn't help me personally so we're very big on the kind of support piece and essentially what we do is we work with organizations to provide an on-demand branded platform for all of their caregivers to access and gain support as needed through various life stages so from planning a baby right through to life as a working parent and then more broadly caregivers Parent and caregivers can jump on in and access everything from practical resources, expert advice, you know, bite-sized videos answering every parenting question you need. So we've got about 700 resources on the platform. In addition, we're nudging employees to remind them of, you know, key moments as they move through the various stages. And then the biggest part, which I'm super proud of and no one is really doing, is providing managers support. So not only are we supporting employees but in parallel we're supporting managers to make sure that they're having the right conversations and leading with empathy we know managers want to do the right thing but often they don't know what to do and their Mm -hmm. default is to do nothing and we all know that's the worst thing so what we know is that you know managers do want to support people going off you know to have their first baby they want to support them coming back but they're scared and they don't know how to approach it I mean, imagine being a first-time manager and having someone in your team that's going through menopause. How do you support that employee? Mm. So we have conversation guides, you know, for every kind of life stage or key moment, really to support and empower leaders, you know, how to address any bias, how to have a quality conversation. So it's a one-stop shop on-demand platform. What I love is, again, it's providing a consistent experience. So Something I saw through my career is that, you know, C-suite and top-level executives got all the support and they got the one-on-one coaching. But what about everybody else? So we're all about making sure this is inclusive and consistent. 
So doesn't matter whether you're the most junior member in an organization or the most senior, you are getting the same experience on the circling platform. That's great. I think it absolutely would. And I love that you're, I love that the platform covers even from people that might be just thinking about starting mm. a family all the way through to, you know, I'm dealing with menopause. How do, what does that mean for me, the person going through it, but also what does it mean as a manager and how do I make sure that I support people? Because you're spot on. It's, you know, 99.999% of managers genuinely want to do the right thing, but they panic when they don't know how to have these conversations. And so we default then to, I'll just put my head in the sand and hope that this goes away. And as you know, it has the, the worst impact by just oh. ignoring it because then people feel unseen, unheard, unnoticed, unvalued. Totally. Yeah. You've absolutely you know, nailed it. I think another interesting point is that people sometimes or companies, there's a perception that we very much are a kind of pregnancy return to work platform. So they'll come to us, but the reality is 3% of a workforce will have a baby in one year. The majority of employees are working parents like myself with a six and eight year old. And in fact, 51% of our users fall in that journey stage. So I think what we're certainly seeing is that, you know, companies focus is shifting from just that, you know, expecting phase to now supporting employees at every life stage. You know, I often say we're now using the term working caregivers. So really shifting from working parents to working caregivers. Mm -hmm. Every single employee in an organization is a caregiver in some shape or form. You know, they've either got parents themselves or they're caring for someone else, whether it's their own children or it might be a best friend. So every employee needs support in some shape or form. I think that's a great way to put it as well and would help, I would I would say, would help also with the empathy piece for managers too because if there are managers out there who think, well, I don't get it because I don't have kids, maybe not, but you do absolutely have someone that you care for in your life at one stage or another. Sometimes Spot it might on. be. Sometimes there might be a, a bigger requirement of you than other times. But we all are carers to people in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely, yeah, right. And we've certainly seen that shift through COVID. Like mm. the, I think the word caregiver pre-COVID didn't mean a lot. And in fact, I think if we asked most people how they defined it, it was someone who had older parents. Whereas now, I think it's more common to think of caregivers as everybody. So it's, it's really shifting culturally, which is great. Yeah. And one of, the th- one of the things you touched on before, which I have, to, I have to talk about again, because I know I've got a lot of clients and even friends actually, where this conversation's come up recently around the, you know, having a career and being a parent should not be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I saw those words on your website in big, bold letters. And I was like, yes. yes. And this is but this is something that again women in particular face and if we're not actually facing it we're scared about how will we deal with it when it comes and so I'd love to hear your your thoughts on that and obviously we were laughing before we jumped on the call as well around Mm. like balance and managing the juggle and we were like well you know we just fucking don't really failing today (laughs) oh I had a massive fail my kids I've pick up on a Thursday and I have to take them straight to swimming and I got there last like yesterday afternoon and I'd been on calls all day so I packed the swimming bag late arrived at the pool forgot the togs forgot the caps we had to use like the spare togs in the lost property they were crying like it happens it is hard 
juggling parenthood and a career is not easy. And I think everyone is just doing the best job they can. And I'm sure everyone is doing an amazing job. And I think that's why we are passionate about making sure that organisations embrace it and support parents, you know, with whatever stage they're at. And managers leading with empathy, you know, Mm. coaching them to reach out every now and then. I started a campaign last year, ask a parent if they're okay. It's such a simple thing, but just, hey, how are you? How, you know, how's everything going? It's just the little things can have such an impact on a parent. But yeah, look, I've always worked. I truly believe that you can have both, but you just need the right support around you. And you also need to be, okay with the fact that you're never going to have balance balance Mm. does not exist but there are going to be times when career will be more important and then family and then friends you know things move around and obviously family is always the most important thing to me but what I mean by career is that there's some days where I know I've got really important meetings so that needs to be my focus and then it'll shift the minute I pick the kids up from school so it's about working out what's what's the priority at the time and being okay with that you you're never going to have balance it does not exist yes I agree with that wholeheartedly and I heard I actually had a great conversation the other day where where there was another another sort of working mum who runs a business and she was talking about I I've given up on balance it does not exist exactly like we're saying and you end up just shaming yourself and putting even Mm -hmm. more pressure on yourself by thinking that you can achieve it and she was talking about the fact that instead of striving for balance, you just strive for presence, meaning whatever I'm doing, I'm all in on that thing. So I like that. if I'm, write that down. yeah, if I'm, and I, I think it's, I think it's such a beautiful way to look at it. It's like, inst- if I'm, if I'm in career mode or business mode right now, I'm all in on that thing. And I need to structure my life as best as I can to allow me to be all in on that thing right here in this moment. But then when that's done, I'm, I'm not looking at emails. I'm not on my phone. I'm not taking calls because now I'm being fully present with my partner or my children or my family yep. or whatever it might be. And I just, I thought that was a really great way of looking at it. I love it. It's a great way. I mean, we often say harmony, but presence is, is a beautiful way to think about it. So yeah, I think I, I nothing annoys me more when I hear, you know, work-life balance mm. and it just, it does not exist. No, no. Mm. Absolutely. And we end up putting more pressure on ourselves in, in, in aiming for it. And then the mum guilt starts and yeah, it's just, it's not helpful. What do you think we aren't talking about enough? Mm, Good question. Caregiver bias. Ooh, tell me more about that. Well, there is a bias. I think we need to break it down in the workplace. I mean, some could say parental when I saying, you know, caregiver bias, but, you know, I would like to think that it doesn't exist, but I think it still does mm, yeah. for a lot of people that, oh, you become a parent or you're a caregiver, all of a sudden you can't do your job as well as you used to, or your job's now not a priority or whatever it may be. It's, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think we we need to just embrace this and stop thinking that, you can't have both. You can. So yeah, I'd like us to be talking a little bit more about that. Yeah. Great call. I think that's brilliant. I actually ran a session for a client last week talking a little bit about biases and things like that. And one of the examples actually that I gave was even around when, you know, 
we're, we're using this model around how your thinking informs your behavior ultimately. And I gave an example of, of a manager, you know, knowing that they need to restructure their team or reorganize their team and ultimately elevate someone to perhaps give them more responsibility to take on some of the, some of the tasks mm -hmm. that they need. And, you know, you're doing a scan of your team thinking who might be ready for this, who's the right fit. And the manager automatically is thinking, oh, you know, not Sally, she's just come back from parental leave or whatever. This isn't going to be a priority for her. Or I don't, or thinking they're well-intentioned thinking, I don't want to put any more pressure on her than what she's already under. So I'll on. skip over her and I'll look to, I don't know, Todd, who doesn't appear to have mm -hmm. as much on his plate. He's probably ready to take on a, a deeper workload. I'll have a conversation with him. And so even though we might not be having a conscious conversation with ourselves, saying these things, the bias that you're talking to absolutely kicks in and then informs oh. the decision and the action that we take on that. So poor Sally then feels like she's in the departure lounge. Yeah. And then she, her confidence is impacted. She doesn't, you know, mm. it, it's a spiral effect. And, yeah. you know, we hear, we hear stories of, you know, women that, senior women that have had conversations with people going off on leave that say things like, oh, oh, you're going to take 12 months. Oh, I only took three months. You know, that's just, that's yeah. not helpful. Everybody's situation is different. And, you know, we... We just need to support one another, lift each other up. Absolutely. And each to their own. This is the thing totally. that I find mind-blowing is why does there only have to be one correct path? Why can't people just pick the path that feels oh. right for them? You want three months? Have three months. You want 18 months? Have 18 months. Like you do you. Absolutely. Because you never know what's happening at home. You don't know what type of child you're going to have. You know, the mother could suffer postnatal. Postnatal can come on later. Like there's. There's so many different factors that can contribute to your own journey. So you're right. It's Yeah, we, we want to be supportive. So, yeah, caregiver bias. Let's start mm. talking about it more. It's a great one. And I would throw the challenge out to anyone listening as well to just step back and kind of ask themselves as well, what assumptions might I be making about the people around me? We all do it. I do it. You do it. We all do it. We but do the more we can challenge ourselves to become aware of it, the better position we'll be in to drive change. Love yep. that. It's a great one. Now I'm conscious we could waffle all day, but I am Thank conscious you. of the time. So I've got, I asked this question to all of my guests. It's kind of a two-parter. I always love sharing kind of helpful advice, books, etc. So two-parter is what is a, do you have a book that you've read along your journey that you know has just changed the game for you? And the second part is, do you have a piece of advice that you were given along the way from somebody that has just stuck with you and you've, you're holding on to it still to today? So I'm going to start with the second question first. The best piece of advice I've ever been given, and I still use it all the time, is you can restart your day at any time. Mm, good one. And I love it because it takes pressure off you know, there's days when you, things just aren't working and you feel like you just want to throw it all in, just restart it. Just have a moment and restart the day. So that's a very simple one that I, I love. I'm a very practical person. So I find I can use that, you know, as needed. 
The first question, I'm going to be a bit controversial. I don't have a book. I'm not a massive reader. I'd love to be. I'm one of those people that wishes I read more and I've got about eight books by my bed and it gives me anxiety <laughs> looking at them because I feel like I can't even start. But I will say there are things that have changed my life and they are the emails that we get from parents, random users of the platform it's the emails I've received in the last four and a half years of women reaching out saying, thank you so much. You know, this article or this resource changed my life. It enabled me to go and have a conversation with my manager and ask for a pay rise. It enabled me to return to work with confidence. Like that's what inspires me. And if I could package all of these up and put them into a book, it would be amazing. So yeah, I mean, like I've read, you know, the, the four-hour work week and all the, you know, the startup books. And I'm actually a fan of Blink, Blinkist. Blinkist? I don't know if you know it. The, uh, yeah. yeah, which basically reads me a book in 15 minutes. So I'm churning through a lot of those and there's lots of great ones out there. But it's these emails that mm. drive me and really, I guess, demonstrate to me that we are achieving our purpose and that slowly we are driving change. You absolutely are. And I think that that has been made pretty clear, even I touched on this in, in my intro about you, but we cannot leave the conversation without touching on the fact that Circle In has won the 2022 Telstra oh, Business Women's yes. Award for Accelerating Women. I mean, I think that in itself is proof of the remarkable change that you and Kay and the team are driving. Thanks. Yeah, we're really proud. I mean, it's when I got the call from the group HR director to let me know that we'd won the you know the award in Victoria I started crying and I said to her I remember being at NAB and seeing these come out every year and looking at the winners and it was something I aspired to and I always wondered like what would it be like and now here we are you know four years in so I think you know as much as awards are hard work and you know everyone's got different views on awards it's that moment of recognition mm -hmm. to kind of make you stop and realize what you have achieved and I think you know as women we're not good at that either we yeah. tend to run so fast and Kate and I are so guilty of it like we'll achieve something and then within half an hour we're straight on to okay what's next month's focus what are we doing in the next you know you just keep setting the benchmark higher and higher and higher so it was a great award for us and we're looking forward to a trip to Sydney with our husband for the big gala dinner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's super exciting and, and real testament, I think, to the entire team and the change we're all driving. Absolutely. And we'll be cheering you on and watching okay. and hoping that you take the big prize out. Aww. But you're, you're right, it's, it's hard work, but it's validation and it's a reminder that you are doing incredible things. And so... With that in mind, before I let you go, because I am very sure that there will be women listening in who want to either connect with you or the Circle in team. So what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can follow us on socials. We have a strong presence on Instagram, so circlein.co, obviously on LinkedIn, Circle in. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Jodie Geddes. We like to think that we post interesting content very relative you know for women and what's going on in the world so yeah they're probably jump on or you can jump on our website circling.com so we're pretty easy to find across all social handles awesome and I do follow you on Instagram and you do actually post some fantastic tips oh, and hints and I also just love the real world videos that between oh. you and Kate or the team you post along the way again it just normalizes 
this kind of, it's not easy, it's hard, but it's worth it. So keep doing what you're doing. I will drop links to all of those handles and the website in the show notes. But thank you so much, Jody, for joining me today. You are an inspiration and I am super excited to continue to watch the awesome things that you and Kate and the Circle In team will do. Oh, and you too. And, you know, we're all supporting one another. Love watching your journey and thanks for the opportunity. Well, that's it for another episode of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. It has been amazing to have you here and I am so grateful for you taking the time to pop me in your ears as you go about your day or night. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Eating Your Cake 2 and if we aren't connected on LinkedIn yet, reach out and say hi. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I would love if you would leave me a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with me here too. Until next episode, you've got this. You can do it. You are doing it. And remember to sell yourself with confidence.